0: is the Stuck Mike Avcast, an aviation podcast about learning to fly, living to fly, and loving to fly. Episode 227
1: 2019, the Land Sport Aviation Showcase Day 2, coming up next in this episode of the Stuck Mike Avcast.
0: Now here are your co-hosts, Victoria Neuville, Eric Crump, Larry Overstreet, Russ Rosleski, Tom Frick, Rick Felty, and Carl Valeri. Welcome to
1: the show about learning to fly, living to fly, and loving to fly. We're here at day three of the Sport Aviation Showcase in Deland 2019. This is our second day at the event. We weren't able to do recordings on the first day, but it was a great show. Don't forget to watch those live interviews from The Land Showcase Live. You can find it at The uh, Land Sport Aviation Showcase both on Facebook and on YouTube. Just do a search on Deland Sport Aviation Showcase 2019 to see all those videos. Well, we were joined by uh, Michael McClellan, Tom Frick, myself, also all volunteering at the Deland Sport Aviation Showcase. It's a three day event again, and uh, it's all about recreational flying and sport aviation, affordable flying. Uh, Both Tom and I were volunteering for day number two and three while Michael spent the whole day at the event. Also, big shout-out to uh, the other folks that put together the Showcase Live. And, of course, Dave, Dave Shalbetter and Mike Daniels, who co-chair the Showcase Live. Elizabeth Daniels is the one that's on the uh, social media page. Roy Brewer, Tom Frick. Uh, myself and uh, some other folks did help out with uh, Showcase Live, but those are pretty much the main folks that were on the interviews and also behind camera. Really interesting interviews. Don't forget on uh, Facebook and also YouTube, you can find those at Deland Sport Aviation Showcase. Look it up, Deland Sport Aviation Showcase 2019. You know, there's over 100 exhibitors at this event. Uh, They feature all kinds of sport aircraft, you know, ultralights, trikes, uh, rotocraft, powered parachutes and paragliders also they have engines avionics uh, different pilot gear and of course a bunch of flight schools were there really inspirational event loved being there for the event and uh, we just had just a blast it's really cool because you get this up close and personal very intimate experience while you're at the sport aviation showcase so before we start a quick word from our sponsor
2: Do you want to pursue a career in aviation as a pilot, air traffic controller, mechanic, or dispatcher? Or do you just want to earn that commercial or instrument rating, but you need help paying for it? The Aerospace Scholarships Guide at AviationCareersPodcast.com has over $50 million in available scholarships. Many of these go unused because people don't apply for them. For just $10, you'll receive a full year subscription to the guide, which is updated monthly. Every scholarship is personally verified to make sure it's accurate and still available. More information is at AviationCareersPodcast.com.
1: News and announcements, our next live event actually is Sun of Fun Aerospace Expo, March 31st through April 5th. If you have an event that you're interested in, like us to come by and do interviews live, don't forget to uh, contact us. Contact at Avcast. Dot com we'd love to come by and do interviews and put them on an episode uh, again these interviews are from the third day of the showcase live it was day two for us uh, we just' uh, were volunteering for two of the days of the show but we had a blast again don't forget to go to the YouTube channel and also the Facebook live or Facebook interviews on the video off the Facebook channel which is uh, Facebook page excuse me which is the land sport aviation showcase in this episode we're gonna have uh, Dwayne swing from uh, the CEO velocity talking about the velocity actually of their new products coming out really slick and fast aircraft uh, really uh, roomy aircraft and very safe great cross-country airplane next will be Azalea aviation and they're gonna talk about their spider Corvair conversion also the saber wing aircraft love the design of the aircraft uh, you got to watch the video you uh, YouTube uh, there the interview it's just really cool how they came up with that design really interesting as far as the, uh, what's behind that design of the aircraft and also the the uh, Sabre wing next up will be canardia avionics talking about avionics for your light sport and experimental very lightweight uh, electronic and they also have some interesting daisy chain technology in there which you can actually see in the video but you'll hear us talk about here next up will be TL Aircraft uh, with their light sport and then John Zapp, John Zap from the Flying Musicians Association what a cool association melding both aviation and music. Well, folks, I hope you enjoy this episode. And uh, don't forget to watch the YouTube videos on the Land Sport Aviation Showcase for many more interviews that we had at the event from all the other volunteers. Now, entering cruise flight. Welcome to the Showcase Live. We are here on day three on Saturday at the Land Sport Aviation Showcase 2019. And it is a chilly one out here, but we're here with a really hot looking airplane, so maybe we'll warm up a little bit. And uh, I'm speaking with uh, Dwayne Swing, who's CEO of Velocity Aircraft. And Dwayne, hey, I tell you, welcome uh, to the show again. Hi. And uh, I think this is gonna be a fun day, even though we have a little bit of cold air and low ceiling. That's
3: Cold is not a problem with me, I can tell you. <laughs> I'm from uh, Northern uh, Indiana, so
1: I, I'm used to it. So you guys are used to that, that's yeah. for sure. You know, Duane, we're, we're standing in front of what I think is one of the slickest looking aircraft out there. And also, I, I've never flown one, but I hear it's really fun to fly. So for those that don't know what a Velocity is, tell us a little bit about it.
3: Well, uh, the Velocity is an offshoot of the, of the Rutan design. Long, easy, very easy. Uh, the, the main uh, important thing when Rutan designed the canard-type airplane, which means the little elevator system is in the front, it was to solve a problem that the government and our uh, aviation community has uh, has addressed for years, and that is stall-spin. Uh, with the elevator in the front, the incident angle of that canard is higher than the incident angle of the wing. Therefore, the canard stalls, the wing does not. When you have that scenario going on, you eliminate spins. You can't so no stall, stall. You can't stall it, and if you can't stall it, you can't spin it. And that's the whole secret, uh, eliminating all of those uh, stall-spin accidents, was Rutan's r- reason for putting the uh, canard in the front of the airplane.
1: So, going back, how many years ago was this original design? Original
3: Velocity came, actually, the corporation uh, w- was set up in 1986. Uh, the original long, uh, long Easy aircraft was built by Danny Mayer, one of his um, aircraft and he wanted a four-place version therefore he lofted the airplane and just made everything bigger to become a four-place airplane and then a lot of refinement was done uh, before it was ever put on the market especially with a canard because instead of having to lift one person in the front seat now we have to lift two and to do that the elevator becomes a fowler flap which gives that elevator a whole lot more lift capacity, so we can put two 250-pounders in the front seat and still fly the airplane very easily. Wow, and it's roomy. That was the big change from the Rutan design, was the uh, change in the elevator design. Quite roomy. It's a lot of other things. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's a much more comfortable airplane to get in and out of. It's like getting into an SUV with these large doors, which is a, a change from the original. Um, it's a larger airplane by six inches in width and a foot in length from the original. So there's a lot of changes over the years. Um, of course, we now have a twin engine version. Uh, it's got a conventional tail on it, so it doesn't quite look the same as the, uh, uh, as the standard velocity with the winglets, but it also creates the proper yaw stability that we need for a twin.
1: So you have the same critical engine issues as you will with other exactly. twins? Exactly, okay.
3: Well, it's not critical anymore. Um, we can pull the airplane up into a full stall with one engine shut down, and then canard will stall and and pitch up and down. But it will not lose directional control, even though one engine is wide open and the other one is is just idling,
1: which is a big plus factor. Incredible safety feature. It is Nice and wide. Uh, The other thing, too, is the fact that it's fast. And so let's talk a little bit about performance for those people out there that are Uh, interested in something that's going to travel with.
3: Over the years, uh, different engines options have been available. This particular airplane that we're looking at has a 310 horsepower Continental TSIO-550. It's turbocharged uh, and it'll give us a speed at 18,000 feet of about 250 knots. Uh, We took some videos of the airplane coming back from Oskosh at 20,000 feet, 75%, 271 knots. So it's a very fast airplane with that turbocharged engine. Non-turbo, you're looking in a 200 plus knot
1: range at 8,000 feet. That's still terrific. I mean, most people don't have that type of speed in their aircraft. How about as far as difference in flying? I'm sure you get a lot of questions from people that are pilots of uh, some traditional aircraft, the Cessnas and the Pipers. How does this differ?
3: Well, the main thing is you have to unlearn some things that you may have learned in flying a Cessna or Piper or one of those other aircraft. Because, first of all, we have no flaps. So altitude is a, is a critical item, and you control altitude with the throttle. Obviously, if you pull the throttle back, you're going to come down but of people who have been flying uh, conventional aircraft with flaps, they'll add more flaps if they want to come down. We don't have flaps. So if you push the nose over in this thing, almost within seconds you're going uh, 20, 30 knots faster than you want to. So you've got to manage speed control on landing. That's the main thing. That's the difference. It it operates the same. Elevator, when you come back, it goes up. When you push forward, it goes down. Right and left, it's all the same.
1: So if I'm going to transition to this, about how many... Hours, is what I need if I'm a, a somewhat experienced pilot in a 172?
3: We have a transition training program. Um, our CFI will work with that pilot. And first, the first uh, order of business is to uh, eliminate some of the, the, uh, uh, the characteristics of a Cessna versus a Velocity. Uh, and this is a five-hour flight program and five hours of ground school program. So we teach you a lot, especially second owners of our aircraft. And there are a ton of those they have no clue is what they bought. And so we have to, and that's what the ground school does. It allows the the pilot to understand how the gear system works, how the elevator system works, the characteristics that are different. By the time we're done, the the pilot is ready for then the flight training. And that's a a, a minimum of five hours. By that time, we're pretty comfortable that he's gonna know everything he needs to know. Uh, And of course, a lot of that is up to the pilot and the insurance companies. The insurance companies dictate an awful lot of, of uh, the training necessary. And they may say, hey, you don't have any, um, any, any time in a retractable gear airplane. Normally they require 100 hours. In this case they may say, give us 10 hours of dual in a retractable gear aircraft and then we'll cover you on insurance. So there are some differences and it might take longer for a guy who doesn't have any retract time if he's flying a retract uh, aircraft fixed gear its usually not a problem
1: interesting so would you suggest people get some retract time before they transition work
3: yes it would work especially with the insurance I mean if you want to fly fast and get that gear out of the way uh, getting some time in a a Piper uh, arrow or something like that will help with the insurance because if you can say I've got 10 hours of retract time and I'm going to get 10 hours into velocity
1: chances are they'll insure you how about price points? What are we looking at here price-wise?
3: Well, the kits, depends on which kit. We have uh, three different models. The SE, which you see over there, um, the XL, which you see here, and the, the V-Twin. Uh, they'll price from about $42,000 uh, without any fast builds. The XL would be 52500 with no fast builds. Add all the fast builds and this one would be in the 90,000, 95,000 range and that would be in about the uh, $60,000 range. That fast build eliminates about 1,000 hours of build time.
1: So for people that are new to the experimental, uh, explain a little bit about the fast build and why that's a benefit. Okay. Uh,
3: A lot of our our builders have never built anything. Most of them have not. Um, And there is a learning curve involved and we're building an aircraft. Uh, What we do is we do a lot of the building for them before they get their kit. And they've been approved by the FAA under the 51% rule. And what that entails is that we will pre-build the wings. We'll pre-build the canard. We'll do all the finish work up to primer. We'll cut out the ailerons. We'll cut out the rudders. Uh, The builder, as far as control surfaces and wings and canard is concerned, has to install them. They put in the hinges. They put in the bell cranks. Fuselage comes normally in two halves, top and bottom. On our fast build, we put that together. We put the windows in it, the windshield. We install the doors, we put the landing gear on it, put all the bulkheads in it. So from the day you get it, you can wheel it around on the gear, put it in your garage, two car garage, start working. Put the hard points in for the seats and uh, two days later you can make airplane noises <laughs> you make you think you're it, it just speeds up the process and it gives that builder the chance to get a head start on the program which also we have what's called a head start program where the new builder will come in and we will work with him for two weeks and give him very intense training working on his own airplane with one of our technicians for a two-week period during that period of time we'll do everything that we need to get that builder Comfortable with the building of his airplane
1: Well, that sounds like a great deal for somebody who's new to this that's for sure to building their their first aircraft because to me This might be a big jump, but if I have some support, I think that's terrific speaking of support uh, After we build uh, continued support. What can they get from velocity? you'll get
3: all the support you need um, And it's free if you bought the kit from us you'll get that support forever Um, And we do that all the time. The phone is always ringing from a builder who's got a problem of some sort um, and he can't figure it out and then that's what we do. We help that builder through that process. That's especially true uh, with a a second owner who has very little knowledge of how that airplane was built. And we want to help him also. Uh, We have a regular transition uh, program for the, the second, third owner of our airplanes and uh, they have the same access to us as a original buyer of that airplane. So we'll help them through any problem they may have. And believe me, that consumes a ton of our time every day because a a second owner, third owner of this airplane may have silly little problems we consider silly, um, but he's not familiar with the airplane and he doesn't know how to correct them. So we help him through those processes.
1: Well, that's terrific. You know, I'm looking inside the aircraft right now. This is a cross-country airplane, no Absolutely, doubt. Yes. Uh, how about avionics? Uh, traditionally, what are people putting in these?
3: Uh, most of them have Dyna-on or or uh, uh, Grand Rapids uh, equipment in them. Uh, very few are built today with round gauges because everybody wants the most modern. Uh, we have switched over for our, own, uh, for our own aircraft and for anybody that's coming in for air aviation, avionics work, to the Garmin G3X almost across the board. Uh, we've sent our technician to the Garmin school so we can do a complete wiring installation of the Garmin uh, system, including the displays and the radios. And it's worked out well for us. We, we have a backlog of people who want us to convert their round gauges to uh, to, the, to the glass panel stuff.
1: I can imagine. I'm looking inside right now. Boy, that looks just absolutely wonderful.
3: Well, yeah, we do a lot of things that are different. Uh, I'm, I'm an old-time pilot been around for a long time flying airplanes and what I always was marveled at is the number of circuit breakers they put on the panel of an airplane <laughs> um, and uh, I said okay why do I put them on the panel just because I can see them you know I don't need them on there so we put them under the armrest wow. if you lift that armrest up it's full of circuit breakers so if you got a problem you go that up and see exactly what's going wrong Um, So we do as as, uh, little on the panel as we can. If you look up on the top, you'll see a bunch of switches. I keep the switches Uh off the panel. If you don't need the switch other than to start the engine, why do you put it down here where it's in the way? Um, So we minimize the amount of um, ergonomic problems that you'll have in most aircraft. by, uh, With the FAA not being a a serious uh, problem for us, we can put switches where we feel that they're best... uh, Able for the pilot to access and to use. Well,
1: it's ergonomical, it's sleek looking, it's gorgeous, it's velocity, it's fast, and from everybody I know that flies it, they're very excited to get in it. So I, I really, hats off to the design and also the fact that you've continued to move forward with that design and also in supporting.
3: Well, we always got programs underway. Uh, we've now got a turbine powered twin engine version that we're, we should be finishing sometime after the first of the year. Uh, it'll be very fast in the 300 knot category. Uh, it'll be capable of flying to 25,000 feet. Um, uh, we don't pressurize it so it would be with oxygen. Uh, we also have stressed the fuselage, we've made the molds, and we will someday be producing a six seat, seven seat version, uh, especially of our twin, because we get calls all the time for people who say can you make it bigger Can you make it bigger I got four kids okay well we can
1: so if somebody is uh, watching right now online and they want to find out more about the velocity how can they find out more
3: well the easiest way is to go online it's velocityaircraft.com a lot of information is available on that website uh, we're in the process of redoing our entire website because the original website designer um, is gone now. And uh, he has taken all of the access information with him. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so we have not been able to make changes. So we're having to redo the entire thing. But that's the easiest way to get started with who we are. There's, a, there's phone numbers in there you can call. Um, and my son and I and my grandson all work for the company. Uh, their information is in there, so they can, uh, they can email them direct if they like. They can email me. I get 30 emails a day, usually, um, three-fourths of which I dump in the trash because they're junk, and the rest of them, my answer. Uh, I'd never let an email go more than a day without answering it, because most of these guys that are interested, they want their answers now, and I get comments all the time. You know, I emailed your competitor, and I never got an answer. Well, I don't want that said about Velocity. We're going to stay on top of
1: that. Something to be said about great customer service and how about if I want to fly the aircraft maybe try it out either today but in general.
3: In general we have a, a five day a week program where you can come to our place in Sebastian, Florida where it's a lot warmer than it is here. <laughs> Not a lot. And uh, you can take a ride in our SE model which is the smaller of the, of the, th- of the three vol, uh, aircraft. The TXL which is this one or our V-twin. Uh, they have their choice. And if they're going to think about building a V-twin, they certainly want to take a ride in one to see how it reacts. Um, we went with AOPA on a program of uh, a test flight with their, their main fella. And he said, I did things in the Velocity Twin that I would never even consider doing in any other twin-engine conventional twin engine airplane because it won't stall. Therefore, you shut one engine down, leave the other one at idle and pull the stick back until it quits flying. And it won't roll over. It just bobs up and down so um, those are some of the things that you can do at our place and uh, we don't normally do the the demo rides at air shows because of the of the uh, liability issue that crops up all the time Uh, but we do it at our place all the time and it's simple that we have no tower so we can also take the guy through our plant show how we build these parts we always have two or three aircraft under construction so they can see the process in which it takes to build the airplane And that's a a big plus for a builder who says, you know, how do I do this? And they can see, they can talk to our customers who are there building their airplanes. And we have a lot that stay the entire time. They come in for the two-week program and they say, this is pretty good.
1: I'm going to rent a house here and and you're going to help me build my airplane. And that happens all the time. What better place than Sebastian? Boy, it's such a pretty area. If if someone's coming in from out of town, are there airline airports that are around where they would fly oh, into? The closest would be Melbourne. Melbourne. Uh, and I think
3: U.S. Air, um, uh, 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 which is also American, and Delta fly out of uh, out of Melbourne. Or Orlando, which is an hour and 15-minute drive. Um, and that makes it convenient. Uh, usually, at Orlando, you can go anywhere out of Ola- Orlando unless, uh, unless the kids are out of school, in which case... Um, you may
1: not get a ticket. <laughs> well, Dwayne, uh, this has been great talking to you. Is there anything else you want to mention about the Velocity?
3: No, I think we've covered enough. Um, I appreciate you uh, going through all the trouble of doing this.
1: <laughs> I, I, I normally wouldn't
4: interfere with Carl because Carl's the best interviewer we got. Yeah, but as a builder and stuff, I've, I've got questions. Well, I it. <laughs> so <just my> <laughs> well, I'm going to take over for a quick second. Thanks, thanks, thanks Carl. Carl. But you can come back oh, to do I'll the come, ending. Yeah. Okay, anyway, so... First thing I notice is it looks like a motorcycle Scott steering dampener on the wheel, and that is an that awesome is exactly, idea. Is that
3: that, that is? is exactly what it is. We've modified it uh, okay. in order to allow the nose wheel to completely swivel. So there's that's a awesome. Deep notch in there, and it, it'll access it'll access the notch when you when the when the nose gear comes around to to a and level position again, but it takes care of that uh, that uh, dampening that we need to eliminate shimmy. Yeah, I've flown a lot of airplanes with castery nose wheels, and i got to tell you, that is a great
4: idea. Yeah, I don't know why I never thought of that. I'm a motorcycle guy. Okay,
3: you know <laughs> what it's like, then.
4: Yeah, so my next question is, is and you might answer this with Carl, and I missed it, so I'm sorry if that's the case, but the kits have all the composite basically already built, or when you buy, when you build one of these, you got to actually lay the, the glass and the epoxy.
3: Some flat panels that you need to make, like um, uh, baffles for the fuel system and so on. but most of the... Of the items that you're looking at are pre-molded so these are pre-molded um, there's a top bottom right and left and they lap like this in the front but it's these fuel cells um, the main uh, area where the builder has to spend some time if they don't build a fast build is the wings they're built in a conventional manner like rutan designed we pre-mold the spar we pre-cut, uh, pre-cut all the foam cores the builder at home, if he just didn't get the fast builds, would put those foam cores onto the spar and then use glass over top of them, top and bottom. It's easy to do and it's easy to understand the process. And uh, it's not very uh, time-consuming, but it's something that the builder would have to do if he doesn't get the fast builds. <laughs> everything else, every, almost everything you see on this airplane is pre-molded. So there isn't a lot of, of making of parts. It's an assembly process. All right, I've been to, I've been to your website
4: all. It's been a while. It's an amazing airplane, and I love Rutan's. My favorite designer, so I mean, I'm attracted to these aircraft. But uh, that's what I was just curious about. because it looked to me like most of the structural parts were already pre-done. And if you go out and you look at like used home builds, there's always a concern with maybe the thickness and stuff of some of the parts and just how well it was layered to begin with. So if that stuff, some of those parts are done at the factory. I think that should make you feel pretty good about buying one of these
3: for yes. sure. As long as the builder follows the plans. Uh, this aircraft is very strong. Uh, it was designed around a, a plus 12 and minus 12 G-factor. Um, we've never had a structural failure, uh, in-flight failure. Uh, if you run into a mountain, obviously that's not, you know, that's not a problem with the airplane. <laughs> right. um, so it is an extremely strong airplane, um, and uh, the majority of the kind of accidents we see are, are uh, fender bender type. You know, somebody forgets uh, something and he runs his wing into the, into the hangar while he's putting it away or whatever. Easy to repair, however. Very simple. Nice. It's an amazing aircraft.
4: So I really appreciate your time. Good. I'm, I'm going to hand it back over to Carl to finish. And All thanks. Right. For let me interrupt, Carl. I'm sorry.
1: No, that was some great information. Thanks. And uh, you know, our, our mechanic had to run up here and ask question One more question, though.
4: It's like a glove box or something.
1: I noticed you guys That's got stuff in there.
4: That's awesome. I <laughs> love that. baggage like the stuff in the
3: It's back here. It's, it's there because there's a glass layup. There's, these are carbon beams in here for roll roll bore protection. And there's glass that goes from here around this beam into the fuel cell. And that creates a cavity. <laughs> well, why just leave why it? Just why sure? close it off? We'll use it for we can put a, a, a couple of uh, uh, quarts of oil in there or anything you want to put in there. but it's just extra little storage.
1: I love it. Every little piece, every little space is being used. It. It's terrific. Well, uh, Dwight, uh, boy, I tell you, this has been great talking to you. A lot of really good information. Of course, you can find more at, at your website. If you're here today, if you're gonna come by to DeLand, uh, of course, stop by their booth. But in general, I mean, who wouldn't want to go to Sebastian to hang out with you folks?
3: Yeah, that's everybody would. It's a nice place, especially if you're a fisherman or a golfer. We're on the golf course, our airport is on the golf course, or I should say the golf course is on the airport and uh, it's probably the fishing capital of Florida. So uh, you got a lot of things going
1: on there. (laughs) Golf, fishing, Airplanes. You <laughs> can't beat all that. Dwayne Swing with uh, Velocity Aircraft, and we really appreciate your time to speak about the aircraft. You can, you can see more on their website. Uh, also, don't forget, we're streaming this live, but you can download this later. If there's something here that you heard and you want to go back and listen to again, go to the Facebook page and you can actually stream it there, download it. Also, we have a YouTube channel, and that's at YouTube and the Land Sport Aviation Showcase. You can find this video there and i really appreciate a shout out to all the folks that are the hard working folks here at the showcase live we hope you're enjoying this coming live from the land Sport aviation showcase which is the affordable aircraft showcase tom frick on the uh on the camera and also mike daniels and elizabeth daniels thanks so much for all she's doing with the social media and uh, of course dave Shalbetter, uh roy brewer and uh, all the other team here at the the DeLand Showcase, Showcase Live. Well, this is Carl Valeri with Showcase Live reporting right here in front of the Velocity. And this is, it's cold, but I can see the sun coming out and I'm really excited for the rest of the day. Don't forget, you're gonna see more videos, Take Awesome Landings and the Stoll demonstration that's gonna be here, Show Center. Hello and welcome to Showcase Live here at the the DeLand Sport Aviation Showcase 2019. My name is Carl Valeri and I'm reporting here It's a little chilly, but the sun is coming out. I'm here with Jan and Alyssa here at uh, Viking Aircraft Engines, and uh, I tell you, we're really excited to have you back this year. And uh, this is my first time at this show. I've watched you guys online and listened to some of your interviews, and it's great to actually be here on campus. Of course, we met uh, at uh, Sun and Fun. But uh, before we get going, how's the show going?
5: It's been a great show. You know. as everybody probably is pointing out it has been overcast and uh, but i think the weather's actually been a lot better better than uh, than forecast and uh, maybe that's uh not so good because we've been here and it's been nice uh but then of course there's people that are watching the forecast and they're like well you know should i go should i not go but overall it's been perfect you know we've had a lot of traffic in our booth of course we're the lead sponsor here and we're right up front so we get like the front of the people coming in we get to see how many people are coming and going and and, uh, you know, we've had a great display. It just happened to be that we brought a few things, but then our customers wanted to bring their plane, so can I fly over? And by the time we were done, we had a 12 in here, an S-19, a Zenit Super Duty, seven engines, uh, everywhere, you know, powered parachutes, just everything right here. So oh, it's been great, yeah. yeah.
1: I know I was speaking with uh, uh Zenith the other day with Sebastian and uh just hats off to what you guys are doing here and thanks so much for the sponsorship uh for those folks that don't know uh what is Viking aircraft if this is their first time looking at engines and building et cetera.
5: The thing about Viking aircraft engines is that like you said, some people don't know and uh maybe it's because they've uh kind of heard that, uh, the, you know, car engine flying, you know, which is what we do. We take Honda engines and Mitsubishi engines and we make them fly. And we use, uh, our philosophy has always been to not take a bunch of auto parts and put them together, but rather using the technology that's already in existence by, you know, if you went to the showroom tomorrow and you bought a Honda Accord, and uh, you took it out on a ride, and you're like, wow, you know, why can't I have this in my plane? But you can. That's what biking does. We take, like, a 2020, 2019 Honda engine, and so it's the latest and greatest, and we put those in airplanes. So that's b- the basis of our business.
1: You make it sound simple, but there's quite a process.
5: Uh, there is quite a process. It's a learning curve, 30-year learning curve, you know, so we've made our shares of mistakes. But we have a lot of expertise, and we, we know what we're doing. We fly our, all of our own uh, creations all over the country to different trade shows and everything. And, you know, being the largest provider of, of engines to Zenit, uh, of course, uh, Zenit became the number one kit manufacturer Uh, A couple years in a row now where they have delivered and registered more airplanes uh, to kit aircraft builders than anyone and then Viking providing most of those engines it's uh, it's pretty big yeah yeah something that's
1: important with a kit and also with an engine is the support that you get afterwards Uh, so as far as support from for me the customer what can I expect
5: so you are a customer. I mean, we. I want to be a customer. We do have. Uh, you're going to have to talk to our customer service department for yeah. that. Yeah. So, so,
1: so as far as uh, one of the things that's really important to me, as as someone that owns a few aircraft engines, uh, in in general, is looking towards somebody that can. I can call on the phone, not just you know somebody I can chat with on the internet
6: well that's an important service that we do provide in a lot of instances you're not working on your airplane monday through friday nine to five when a lot of companies are available so to make ourselves available through messenger through uh, facebook through the phone through the internet through anything is something we do provide monday or sunday at noon It, it doesn't matter because we know the typical builder this is an after hours thing so you know we're available for all of that and all of our engines, everything, it can be shipped same day. You know, we we have everything in stock. So, and another thing that that we do implement is uh, a customer, you know, database. We have over a thousand customers worldwide now. So at this point, you're finding uh, a multitude of engines local, nearby, within 30 minutes. So people that have built, installed, and are flying our engines make for a great. Builder resource, not just on the plane, but on the engine itself. So they're able to make their own little community out of that. And so even if you can't be hands on and look at something, well, go fly with so and so down the road. He's right there near you. So that is something that is huge and it is a great thing that's been implemented is that it really is a tight knit community and what we consider to be a family. So, you know, we're going to be there. Overall, we try to provide a, an affordable engine and a complete package, but we also try to provide something that is a one-on-one experience for everyone because you'll be dealing with us for the lifetime of your airplane. Uh, unlike maybe when you build a kit and you're kind of done, you know, you're, you're with us for the lifetime, even if it's just once a year during an annual. So.
5: And that's also a nice thing about the parts aspect, you know, the being a Honda engine. Um, I think people underestimate that. You know, if they're going to buy an, an aircraft engine, they need to really, uh, number one, of course, everybody makes their own choices, but one, one important thing would be like, you know, what's inside my engine? Is, is this something, or you know, what if something breaks? Can I get a part for it or something like that? And, and, and people really underestimate, probably because we're so used to seeing cars, how many millions and millions and millions of these Honda engines are being made and how there's one or two dealerships in most every town in this country and all over the world. So being able to get parts is like it's like everywhere, you know. If you're stranded on an airport because of a starter or something on a Sunday, you just just get one. I mean, you you could even get a, a rebuilt or reman at, at any of the auto parts stores. So it's it's a big plus to be able to get plugs and, you know, starters and uh, oil filters and things like that locally in every town. And I think, you know, the whole concept of um, You know, now we have Zenit that's really, really supportive of other engines. And we've actually now helped them sell airplane kits, I I believe, uh, by having a lesser expensive engine alternative. And I I would just, uh, you know, of course, we want to sell engines. We're an engine company. So I would actually, in this interview, and I've maybe never said that before, uh, tell people like at uh, Kit Fox... People at Just Aircraft uh, Management that, you know, you you guys are are really fighting an uphill battle. Rather than, like, telling your customers that, you know, eh, that's not going to work. You know, follow Sebastian's lead. You know, work with Viking. Work with making your firewall forward package for your airplane using one of these engines. Because you might say, like, well, you know, a customer of ours tried that two years ago. Well, you didn't help him or her. You know, there was an uphill battle. You didn't support it. You didn't make any, you know, cowlings for that. But if you, like, take a look at this engine and you actually support it as a company like Sebastian did, you know, you could make a big difference in your company. Because you now open up the market for an engine that's half-priced. And maybe as a designer of an airplane, you say, well, you know, I never intended it to have this kind of an engine. Well, you never intended you know a lot of things you know you're a smart person you're a smart man you're a smart woman if you could design the plane you can certainly design a cowling and an engine mount for this engine and suddenly you have a modern engine suddenly you know this thing about well if i have a car engine in my plane it's going to be worthless. well it's worthless because you as a manufacturer is not supporting it that's why right. you know so i would just like say to those people like you know sebastian's really shown the world that they're, and, and I've been fighting this my whole life in 30 years that, you know, these car engines can actually be used. And they, they are getting better every year and they work really, really well. So
1: one of the things I think you touched on is that customer service and support and the fact that, yeah, you need to, to stretch a little bit. But that community you just discussed uh, would be the, that place to reach out to and say, hey, listen, you know, you could do this in your aircraft like Zenith. Has done. I think that was that was a great point. Uh, going back to also what you said about shipping, um, where would these be coming from?
6: We're in um, Edgewater, Florida, at Massey, which is X50. We have some commercial hangars out there, and you know, lately something that we've also been doing for people that not necessarily want to install their engine. We've done four this month, it takes three to four days and they can haul their, you know, their fuselage in, we install the engine and it's running and it's ready to go. So that's also a service that we provide that by the time they've got to a certain point in their build, maybe they're just like, Okay, I don't want to handle the engine aspect of it. I trust the manufacturer to install it and three to four days and, and you're good to go. And that part of that is is done. And um, And we don't have a lead time. So, yeah, we'll ship next day right out of there to wherever you need to be. And even if your kit manufacturer doesn't have firewall forward and mounts, that we do supply every bit and piece. I like to kind of explain it as a Lego kit to people. Um, You know, every bit, uh, every clamp, every, you know, plier, the coolant, everything, we supply a very and complete firewall forward and installation package so we don't slow down your build waiting to get apart from here and waiting to get apart from there and that's very important for us to do because you know it, the project already always takes longer than you intend it to be so that slow down process does not need to be from our end
1: great community great website VikingAircraftEngines.com. let's talk a little bit about motors and uh, and what we have here and uh, also I guess, some of the demo flights that are going on in some of your the aircraft or your engines that are in the aircraft. So what are, we, what are the different engines that we can look at with different motors that they can purchase?
6: Uh, we have our, our smallest engine kind of starting from that aspect, which is uh, very comparable as far as weight to maybe a Rotax 912. So it winds up being a really great replacement for those that aren't willing to to have that cost. Um, and also not sacrifice any kind of performance, so it 's our ninety horsepower it 's a three cylinder Mitsubishi Mirage engine, and obviously always the newest year available um, so that 's our ninety horsepower and still in testing, but finishing up is our uh, hundred horsepower turbo, which is that engine turbocharged from there, you know we have what is kind of the backbone of our company, and that's that 's our hundred and thirty horsepower engine, which winds up being a really suitable match for, you know, any and every basic, you know, kit build. So it winds up being a really good um, engine for that. And then we move to our 180 horsepower, which is the 1.5 liter, uh, 170 horsepower engine. It comes out of the uh, the Honda Civic, um, again, newest year, and it's all turbocharged right from the car. So it's, it's set up that way. It's no aftermarket turbocharging. And then um, our Honda Accord engine is the 195 horsepower engine, so
1: what's behind me here
6: this one here is our 170 and it's in the zenith 750 super duty
1: sure let's go take a peek at this i mean this is a pretty uh slick aircraft by the way is this yours uh, that's out here yeah. online is this uh,
5: this airplane yeah. uh this is uh our company airplane yeah and it's uh we did the first um, super duty uh you know out of the factory of course the uh, uh zenith had their own super duty and then uh the first kit that was delivered was uh ours the viking and uh, we have built a lot of Zenits up through the year. and so of course we we were equipped to be able to take on a, a prototype kit in a sense and make it a, a super duty like this and we we added some things to it as we went along we um added a baggage pod which we kind of like we 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 uh, feel like it streamlined the belly of the airplane a little bit and it allowed us to put a nice radiator up front without really actually showing the radiator and uh, so between the baggage pod we did our own cowling based on their cowling we could have made a sleeker cowling but we def- decided to make it look more like an air-cooled engine cowling just just to keep the the look of the airplane similar up front to the to the Lycoming uh, powered version and, um, yeah, so you, this one you can have that with a 170 or even that 195, the newer Honda Accord engine, but both of them will use less fuel, um, maybe not have the 208 horsepower of the Lycoming clone, but at the same time have more thrust based on the uh, gearing of the engine and the uh, five-bladed propeller. So it's a, we get a lot of compliments because the the, the thing is quiet. It's very smooth. uh and, uh, and the, the smooth aspect is like a new, even a, to a new level with the five-bladed propeller. It's, it's ridiculously smooth. <laughs> yeah.
1: So that's actually when you come into the show, it's like one of the first things people see is that five-bladed bladed propeller out there and uh, right. the propellers you have on there.
5: Uh, well, that's a Duke propeller. You know, we're a dealer for Duke propellers, and uh, and they, uh, you know, we we support what they do. They have um, uh, all carbon fiber hub and blade, which is, you know, new to the industry. Um, it's a carbon forged process, which they have patented, uh, meaning you take a lot of layers of carbon fiber cloth and you press it into a mold, um, and then of course it already has the resin in it, and it makes for a very lightweight and superb propeller in many ways, so that's, that's something that we support, and a uh, little bit more money, but definitely uh, a step up in quality, yeah.
1: Speaking of money, any uh, price points you want to share on, on the engines? Uh,
5: Alyssa works on the pricing on that <laughs> all the time. And
6: yeah, well, something that we do is, we do offer that very complete package, and if we're talking base engine prices, I mean, our 90 horsepower is uh, 9,000 or 10,000, I'm sorry, and then our, um, our 130 is 11. Our 170 is 17, and our 195 is around 18, 18 or so. So
1: Now I know why you call it affordable, you know, and, and this is really what we're doing here is a affordable aircraft here at uh, Sport Aviation Showcase. Anything else you want to tell us about the engines and uh, about your company uh, before you cut off?
6: Um, nothing other than, I guess, really um, really take a look at the group of people that are flying. And if, if you really want real-world experience, our customers, you know, you don't have to necessarily even talk to us. You can talk to us, and you can get that experience from our customers, from everything from customer satisfaction to the performance of the engine. And just to know that, you know... Even though we provide an affordable thing, it's because we're doing it with mass-produced engines, right. not because, you know, we're using products that aren't of quality. That's the most important thing is that we have safe and quality products at an affordable price and then we offer that complete package to our customers to make it all easier. And
5: like, Very uh, important. Like, uh, like Alyssa has been pointing out to me, too, you know, the... There, there are things that are easy to overlook, which would be things like um, like what she's saying that the mass production of the engines means a lot. Uh, it means that there wasn't uh, somebody in their um, living room or uh, a dirty garage or whatever assembling an engine. This was done by robotics at the Honda factory using the kind of quality that you would find because the engine has never been opened up. It is, it is a professionally automotive assembled engine. And that's that's a big deal. Um, yeah, you can buy aftermarkets, automotive parts, and put them together. But uh, and you can mix and match valves and camshafts and and all that. But but that's what you have. You don't have. There's a huge step. And then people kind of tend to miss the point of that there's been a lot going on with engines even in the last five years, you know. It didn't used to have fractured connecting rods. You didn't used to have direct uh, injection engines. And you didn't have engines that have an ultimate low internal level of friction because of all kinds of, of special coatings that are going on these parts. There is a huge, um, you know, uh, pressure on automotive engine manufacturers to make the engines better, more efficient, smoother, more balanced and all that. And And you're not going to find that by putting together an engine yourself or have or buy a, a low volume engine because obviously we have competitors and and i think one thing that comes out there a lot is that people want to say that um you know uh and you know viking uses you know the old term junkyard engines i mean there, there's no way around that people say that <laughs> uh, the the uh truth about that of course and we've done some videos on that and Alyssa has been um Helping with that. And that is to show people that, you know, like I was saying before about that Honda engine, you go and drive it and test it and stuff. This is an enormous country we have fender benders all the time in this country about cars we have car manufacturers that have cars that have scrap got scratched in tra- in, in transportation uh, we have all kinds of engines that we get that have a thousand miles on them they have never been like touched in the engine compartment these things come in and they look brand spanking new and it is just a it's just for people to realize that that the old term junkyard engine where you would dig in like Get a monkey wrench out to get a part from underneath the car. It's not like that. These engines are all lined up, uh, we buy them uh, from sources that we know. They all have Carfax reports. There's full pictures of these cars. They're brand, You know, they're they're only been on the road for a month. Everything is perfect. Yeah, and of course, the nice thing is the customer also can do a Carfax report on their own engine because the engine has a, a VIN number. Yeah, yeah. Well,
6: that's, that's, that is something, I mean, he did touch on a little bit, but for instance, you know, we have seven engines here, and I can say that a solid five of them have less than 15 miles on them. So old is not really old. Um, old is, you know, a block from 2000. This is a 2019 block with 10 miles on it. Um, that's not my version of old. Um, and I don't think it's most people's version of it either. And, and that makes everything a lot easier for part availability and, and, and all the way around. And still having the original Carfax and placard and a right of refusal through our vendors makes everything um, really streamlined and really affordable. And you still wind up with a brand new engine. So that's, that's just more of what we do.
1: The so Viking aircraft engines right here uh, show center. You can; it's easy to find, and uh, real friendly folks. It's cool propeller, great, uh, great display you have out here. Hopefully, we'll see this airplane fly later on, possibly leaving. And uh, one of the things that I really ha- love about this show, just some comments from you folks, is is that that community spirit, but also the intimacy. You actually get to to talk to those customers. I'm uh, wondering what uh, what your experience has been here so far
5: it 's been perfect, yeah I mean we uh, we like like we said we 're a sponsor, so we 've been here since the first time they had this show, mm-hmm. and uh, we don 't live very far away, uh, so for us it's uh, you know we can bring a lot of stuff here, uh, we can bring a lot of engines, we can fly several airplanes over here, we can have a nice display, and uh, then walking down and talking to all the vendors it 's perfect, you know we can all interact with each other. Um, we get to meet people that we talk to uh, through the internet and on the phone and people we, we get a lot of compliments and we're very grateful for that and so it, it's been fun I yeah think,
6: I think the one I think the one-on-one experience that you're able to get here and when you're able to get um, the actual vendor one-on-one and have that time allocated for you is really important and this show does offer that um, whereas in maybe Sun and fun or Oshkosh which everybody knows about um, people can be a little intimidated to approach the manufacturer just because of the crowds that are there or maybe feel like they can't quite get their question in and so it's a great opportunity so if you really already know what you want you've already done your research and you need that final push um coming here and talking to those vendors is this is the best opportunity to do that now especially here in florida
5: and i want to just mention one thing that to highlight that and and, because i thought of that when she was saying that and that's 100 percent true we get phone calls uh like the days after sun and fun and oshkosh where people would be like well you know um, i didn 't get to talk to you, even though I was there because uh, I walked by four times, and you guys were busy and I think here uh, it 's also busy, but people have the time to talk yeah. here, and even if there 's a small group of people around an engine, you know you can you can be part of a discussion uh, which you know is different than than uh, just seeing it on the internet yeah, and that actually goes both ways. There is another funny part of that, and there will be somebody who will come to an air show. And they are like, look at the engine for a little bit and it's like, yeah, I'm going to go home and study that on the internet. like no it's here (laughs) it's in front of you
1: (laughs) well you know talking about that at least you know if you're someone who's watching right now and looking at these engines i mean you're going to be back here you're looking at any of these motors you'll be back you'll be at the other air shows and say it's a, a, a year off you're thinking about building i'd highly recommend you coming back here obviously you can download these videos from facebook and you can also look at not just that but also on the youtube channel they have the higher resolution of this video so if there's something here that that you said or we said, then you want to go back and listen again. Of course you can do that. But on their website too, they have lots of videos and other information. So if you, if you do get a chance, come out here to the showcase live. It's an outstanding intimate type of relationship with the vendors. I can sit here and talk for hours with you guys. This yeah. <laughs> is about motors, that's for sure. Well, I appreciate you talking to us. Uh, again, it's going to be uh, vikingaircraftengines.com for you that are out there watching right now. And uh, I really you know, highly recommend you just reaching out. Massey, I tell you, what a cool airport. Uh, can we come down and visit?
6: Absolutely. Give us a heads up. We're always there just to uh, fly in, drive in, I mean, walk in if you want. But uh, we're there, and we'll always give you a tour. And if we're available, we'll give you a ride in this uh, little beast you got behind you. So.
1: Leon, Alyssa, we really appreciate your taking the time to talk to us here and also appreciate your sponsorship. And uh, it's been just wonderful being able to reach out and talk to some people that love airplanes, uh, just like everybody else out here.
7: Right.
1: So, is Carl Valery here, uh, showcased live. 2019 DeLand Sport Aviation Showcase tell you what it's warmed up finally I know I'm shivering a little bit but but it it is getting better and the sun's starting to come out Uh, again don't forget you can download these from both YouTube and also on Facebook shout out to our cameraman Tom Frick and also Mike Daniels Elizabeth Daniels and Dave of Roy Brewer Carl Valera reporting here live from 2019 DeLand Showcase Hi everyone, Carl Valerio here with Showcase Live at the 2019 Sport Aviation Showcase in DeLand, Florida. It's a, a chilly day, but it's warming up because the sun's finally peeking through. And uh, right now we're in front of the Saberwing. And it's actually a pretty slick looking aircraft. And, and I love the logo. Hey, welcome, Bill. Thank you, sir. How are you doing today? Good, good. And you are the uh, the actual person that's uh, involved in azaleaaircraft.com. Let's mention that first, Azalea Aircraft. They can find you online. Uh, and this is your aircraft back here. So tell us a little bit about your aircraft and what you folks do at Azalea.
8: Azalea Aviation is focused really on all aspects of aviation. Uh, we do a lot of builder assist, uh, transition training, certified aircraft maintenance. Uh, we work in uh, builder, you know, the builder assist for several different aircraft. Um, So, a lot of the training, the teaching, but we also build our Corvair engine conversions and the Sabrewing line of aircraft. Uh, Right now, there are currently five aircraft in design. Um, This is the first one, the prototype, and the second one, which is the LSA version, is now in testing, and with motor glider, a retract version, and a twin engine version coming online in the next two,
1: three years. (laughs) Well, you're you're pretty busy there. <laughs> we're, we're we're very busy, yes. So uh, they can find you online at com and tell us a little bit about this aircraft here that we're standing right in front of the the Sabre. This is really cool, by the way. I love the logo.
8: Well, I wanted an airplane for one that was um, efficient, quick, um, but that screamed fly me, right. you know. And and there aren't that many what I would call nice-looking airplanes out there. So that was part of the design concept here. It's a nice cross-country airplane. had to be roomy for the normal American pilot which is no longer 135 or 150 pounds and so you you can be six foot seven and fit in this airplane and you can modify the panel you can modify the seats to fit you rudder pedals you put them where it works for you so the interior is very modular you can adapt it Uh, very stable but a 44 inch wide cabin um, very quiet. It's about a 92, 93 decibels in cruise. Um, very comfortable. You can fly long distances in comfort. Uh, but it had to be cost effective. Um, so we designed the whole airplane. The kit's 32,500. You can finish it for around 50,000 if you go with uh, like our Spider engines or something like that. A little bit more with a certified engine. Um, but it's a very nice handling airplane for anywhere from 50 miles an hour which is stall up to over 200 wow. um, so it gives you a wide range of performance of course the lsa is slower but it's, right. it looks the same okay.
1: so tell us a little bit about the lsa where is that going to be manufactured and uh, and how is it different how does it differ than this one right here
8: well the uh it's manufactured the same it's actually all the same mold same parts okay you just assemble it a little bit different keep it a little bit lighter this right now the empty weight is 900 pounds well, with a little bit of work, you can get it down to just over 800, which gives you a nice room, you know, around 500 pounds of usable load with the LSA, but you only go with 100 horsepower engine and and then tricycle gear, and that keeps it within the, the um, speed limits of the LSA.
1: Interesting. Now, as far as you talked about, a little bit about price point, let's talk uh, about service. I mean, uh, that's a concern with most people with aircraft is uh, a community and also somebody I can talk to either online or in person.
8: Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's it's, it's a bad thing if you design and build something and then you can't take care of it. Um, so one of the things we're doing right now, we do operate the airport up in uh, Adel, Georgia. Um, so we have a facility there course like I said we do aircraft maintenance for certified as well um, so one is we get to you gain the trust of people when you're doing certified aircraft maintenance alongside experimental stuff and so we're we're also teaching our guys how to take care of aviation in general not just specifically us um, because a lot of our builders and are fly other things too so Um, When they see that you can do multiple tasks, they trust you a little bit better. Also, as far as most experimental aircraft companies, about the only way you can really make it at the beginning is to be able to diversify and to be able to do multiple things. So if you don't have the sales coming through on an airplane, you're being able to do other things to keep the lights on and keep the training going. So part of it, like the Builder Assist, you slowly work into that. You start to develop it. Um, your plants, how you can help um, people. But I can't do it all myself, so like we have Michael down here. We've got five employees, and they're all learning how to help with Builder Assist, the manufacturing, and they're learning all the skill sets as much as they can so they can always jump back and forth and do various different tasks and, and stuff. So,
1: So talk a little bit more about the Builder Assist for those that are new to the experimental world and are looking to get into it.
8: Okay, on our Builder Assist, we got two different programs. One is for our Saber wing aircraft line. So they come in and we help them start from day one, building the airplane all the way through. We can do all the test flights in-house. We can do um, any of that, the transition training all in-house. We can do the paint jobs, interiors, avionics, aircraft engine installations, all that can be done in-house. Our other Builder Assist is what we call our Finishing Assist program. Say, like uh, over here, we have a Zenith 750 uh, and uh, Stoll, and we can take like Zenith or SAN X aircraft where people have mostly finished them, but they need that help with that last little bit. Like, especially avionics, you know, this a lot of people don't like to do the wiring part and right. make, you know, they're afraid of turning it on and then everything <laughs> fries. So, we can help them with that. But the scariest thing for most of them is that first flight. So I've done 35, 40 first flights of Experimentals. So we'll check the airplane out, make sure it's all done, it's signed off properly, all the paperwork's done, I'll go out and do the test flights, do any tweaking that needs to be done. And then we transition the builder into his airplane safely. And then he can finish off the transition, the, the test flight program. And that's a safe way to do it. Many, many wives really like that program. Um, so,
1: I can imagine. You know, it, it definitely is safer. So let's take a walk over to the motors here, and also to this uh, Zena aircraft that we have here. Zeliaaviation.com. Don't forget to uh, to look at their website if you're online right now. But uh, so this this is the motor that you have right here. And so let's stop there for a second as far as as what your what this is and uh, its applications in the uh, homeboat world.
8: Okay, um, because I wanted to design several different types of aircraft, one of the things was, you know, what am I going to power it by? Um, early on, I started doing Corvair conversions and KRs, but then I decided to take it into a business where I can design CNC and make my own conversions for the type of airplanes I'm flying. Um, I can afford 10 of these for myself much more than I can afford two Lycoming's. Wow. So, um the the end goal of my purposes whatever of my designs right now is that twin engine with our spider engines in them it would be it would cost less to operate than a one seventy two and that's i can only do that by going to this engine design that i've done um but we we also market it we in we've improved it um this is a, just a mock up of our hundred horse uh in a uh um, a Zenith type installation in the Sabre Wing, right there you'll see it's got a 120 horse variant with a turbocharger um, and will soon be fitted with a constant speed prop that we've designed so it's there's a lot of fun in the design work and the testing to try to working our way slowly to the goal of the twin so,
1: so again in, in the Zenith here uh, if people are looking towards a motor this would be a good choice
8: yeah, we love it. Um, the hundred horse or the one twenty, depending on the application. We carry all the composite uh, cowlings, plenums, spinners, props, uh, motor mounts, all that kind of stuff. We carry on hand. We build, and we can custom build as well for people.
1: So you help with the design firewall forward.
8: Yeah, we have complete firewall forward kits and installation packages for for uh, Sonics, Zenith, uh, KR, and uh, Sabre.
1: Well, is there a price point you want to talk a little bit about on these engines, on these motors here? Yeah,
8: our 100 horse engines, if you buy them outright right now, are about ten five. dollars um, That's $10,500. Yeah. Um, and then the 120 horse is at 12900 for an outright build. Now you can also come to our workshops and learn how to build your own engine. You can go find your own Corvair core and tear it down. And if you go to our website, all the manuals are up there. You can download them for free and review them and see whether that's something you want to do and want to come learn in, in the classes and, and learn how to do it.
1: So, uh, Bill Knapp with uh, Azalea Aviation. I really uh, appreciate your talking to us today. Anything else uh, you want to tell us about the aircraft or your company?
8: Well, yeah, you're always welcome by. Like I said, we, we're in Adel, Georgia, um, which is on I-75. So we, we're kind of our own FBO there, and so we're the only ones there. But you're more than well welcome to stop on by and visit. Um, if I'm not there, the guys will be there, and they'll give you a tour and show you what's going on. And maybe we can be, a, if nothing else, you can come for a barbecue, because we do barbecues every couple months at the airport and fly-ins and stuff. We have a lot of fun. Like I said, it's the whole aspect of aviation is just real fun for us. So.
1: It's a great community. Uh, one thing I didn't mention, and I'd love to talk a little bit more about, I don't know if we can get, is the logo on here. Uh, the, we were talking before, I love the, the bird that's on there, and uh, you taught me a little bit about uh, that bird that's there, and you can tell us uh, a little bit about the, the hummingbird on the front.
8: Yeah. Well, one of the uh, challenges in, in building or designing an airplane is coming up with a name and you know there's you got the falcon you've got you know i don't know there's you know all sorts of different bird names but it had to be a bird name of course so um i always liked the the whole idea of of cutting through the air so the saber like saber and when i came across it the saber wing is a small hummingbird out of central america mostly found in costa rica and it's purple in color which is where the purple comes from um so when we uh started to design it i had our design crew i said okay i need a a, a a picture of a hummingbird you know they always sent me these pictures of it sitting there hovering i said, like no that's not quite right i says this thing needs to be going by where the other hummingbirds say hey did you see that and so one of the gals did this for us and i said that's what it that's that's spot on what we wanted so
1: yeah, i think it's really cool i thought, i uh i i just Put that on my, my computer as a sticker. I think that's a, the coolest logo that's there. But really enjoy talking to you. I like the aircraft, and I know your customer service is terrific because you are. And and the fact that you're just friendly and, and open to people talking to you, which is kind of neat. So that whole sport aviation community is a lot like that. Uh, it is this, this great environment, don't you feel? Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've been in aviation
8: since I was born. My dad was a mission pilot with MAF for many years. And so I grew up in the jungle. I was trained in jungle aviation which is another whole aspect of it. But what have I learned was um, aviation really brings together the best in people, I think. Um, and then also it's, a, it's an avenue for, for learning and growing so many skill sets. We bring in young people, you know, right out of out of uh, high school to come work with us at the, at the factory and stuff. And sometimes they stay, but they're just like, wow, you, can, you have to learn welding and composites and electrical and engines and tube and fabric and you start it's like there is a wealth of learning and it just never stops so i love that part for myself because i'm I'm always learning something
1: i think that's so cool doing that with the younger folks especially uh, it builds their self-esteem you know it's like what did you do this weekend i built an airplane
8: yeah well absolutely and it, it gives them a motivation you know I'm, I'm never tired of going to work unless it's like cold like today <laughs> um but th- there's always a challenge um of course for us maybe the biggest challenge lately is just learning to run a business uh which has its own you know uh ups and downs and and things but that's i think that's all part of it that's good it's, it means that you're learning you're pushing forward so
1: well, we appreciate you talking to us here at uh, Showcase Live. Uh, hope to see you again next year and at some other shows. Uh, where else might you be throughout the year? Uh, we'll be
8: at uh, Sun and Fun this coming year. We always uh, take uh, all our product there, and we have a booth there. Um, we all also go to Oshkosh. Now, we don't always set, set up a booth at Oshkosh. That's a little bit of a uh, long haul, and, uh, but we do fly there and sit on the flight line and just talk to people. Um, We love to do that. It's almost a little mini vacation for us um, and people get to see the airplanes. Um, It's more difficult to put an airplane into a show setting. Out on the flight line is kind of nice because I know you flew in. And um, even though we did fly in for this one, so.
1: Well, I can't wait to see you at all those events at And we're here at Showcase Live at the Land Sport Aviation Showcase 2019. Don't forget, you can download this video off the Facebook page or you can go to the YouTube channel later on. We'll have a much higher resolution uh, video that you can look in. If you had questions, you heard something you want to go back and listen to it again, that's the beauty of video and online. Really appreciate your listening to us and also hats off to Mike Daniels, the uh, person behind the, the camera today and uh, and Elizabeth Daniels for everything they do online and all the other crew here at Showcase Live at Land 2019. Hi, everyone. Carl Valeri here. Showcase Live 2019 Sport Aviation Showcase here in DeLand, Florida. It's uh, We're inside now. The winds are picking up, so it's a perfect spot to be. And currently, we're actually here at Canardia. And Canardia is actually, a, I love, first of all, I love the shirts. It stands out. <laughs> and these folks here are really friendly. We're going to talk a little bit about panels, but some other things, too. So Welcome.
2: Thank you for having us. Yep.
1: So today we're focusing on your booth today as far as what you're doing at Canardia Avionics.
2: Yeah. So um, we're fairly new in the United States. Um, uh, We've uh, sort of relied on the company to scale up their operation a little bit. And they've done that now. We can now handle the kind of capacity that we expect to get here in the United States and in Canada. And so we launched back in in the summer at, at Oshkosh. And here we are doing our second show in the land. Awesome. So, tell us a
1: little bit about what you have here today.
2: So, we've got a variety of different panels here, uh, showing you know the, all the the whole range of products that Canardia makes. Um, some of the nice uh, features about this stuff is if you have an old legacy panel and you just want to update with some technology, you can incorporate some of our what we call our Indu Singles. And so there's, uh, there's some electronic capacity in there that has you know, multiple different functions so you can save some space in your panel. If you're redoing a panel and you want to you know, start from scratch or you're building a new aircraft, you might want to incorporate some of the flat screens. Um, so we've got you know, some high-end models with touchscreen, ads uh, ADSBN capability. It'll talk to your radio. It'll do end- your engine monitoring. Uh, so there's all that functionality. Or we've got some smaller ones that do a little bit less uh, minus the touchscreen stuff for a little bit less money. Uh, we've got a great joystick, which is completely configurable. You can use it to control just about everything on the screen, uh, which is a nice, a nice feature too. Yeah. yeah.
1: So we're here with the Chris and Malia Horston. Here we uh, really, I, I love your booth because everybody kind of swarms around it because of the technology as we see here, and and I think the ease of use too. We we're talking a little bit about the components in the back and and the plug and play. So let's talk a little bit about that.
2: Sure. So uh, most. Most um, most uh, avionics packages that you see today have um, they they have a lot of uh, wiring uh, to do. So when you get the when you get them, the install kits include you know the pins and the RS232 connectors, and you got to wire all that stuff yourself. And it gets a little complicated, it's time-consuming, it's fine detail work. If you're like me and you wear little reading glasses, you know, it gets a little frustrating. Um, Canardia has done a great job with making this stuff plug-and-play. So you can just, you know, you, you've got your holes in your panel, you've got your panel cut, this stuff screws in, and other than the power, uh, which is something you'd have to hook up to your ship's power, um, you've got uh, pedostatic, and um, the rest is pretty much, you know, you screw in uh, a BNC connector for your GPS, and everything else is Cat5 cables, so you're just, pl- you know, just plugging in, basically, Ethernet cables between the different units. Very easy to install.
1: Almost plug and play.
2: It's definitely plug and play.
1: And each box has three or four wires between each box. You
2: can daisy chain them together to, to, for power, but you can also um, slave um, one to another, so you can share the sensors or buy one that has no sensors and just use it as a slave unit uh, connected to the, the master.
1: Sure, do you know, it's funny, I keep looking back at years past, how, how much weight we've now saved because of this.
2: For sure, and that's another great aspect of this stuff, is every one of these components has been designed with weight savings in mind, and the ultralight community, the light sport community, and so, you know... It, A typical instrument weighs like literally a few ounces as opposed to the pounds that we calculated, you know, in the old days with steam gauges. So you could have a super, super light panel and put that, you know, put that weight to a better use for fuel, people, baggage, whatever.
1: Yeah, it is amazing. We go from pounds to ounces, which is terrific. How about price point?
2: So price point, yeah, I would say we're pretty competitive with what's out there now. Uh, one of the comments I've been hearing today is, yeah, I bought the G, you know, this or the, or the X that, and um, you know, it was fine, I got the instrument for a similar price to some of this stuff, but then they had to buy the install kit and the, you know, the, the, the bracketry, and, and then I had to pay someone to do the wiring because I, I wasn't competent enough to do it myself. And so when you put all that stuff together and compare it to what we've got to offer, um, it actually is a much better deal uh, in many cases for for builders.
1: And for the people that are watching us now or maybe later on, how can they find more information about Canardia Avionics in North America?
2: Okay, so we're currently using their website because they keep their information the most up-to-date. It's also where all the software lives and the manuals. For us to duplicate that here it didn't make a lot of sense, so um, our own websites are sort of being modified right now to uh, to, to point to their website, but it's, it's it's basically www.canardia.eu and EU stands for European Union, so they're they're in Europe, in Slovenia.
1: So it's easy, canardia.eu, and uh, all the information about Canardia Avionics in North America will be on that website. Yep.
2: Everything yeah, everything you need to know is there. Um, all the manuals, all the specs, some great pictures. They've got some 3D views where you can spin the instrument around, look at the back and the front of it. Uh, it's, really, it's really good to, uh, to look at. Yeah, lots of information.
1: So if we could, let's uh, also shift into to you folks too. You, you, you guys have been around this industry. You're, you're involved in quite a bit uh, in the affordable aircraft and sport aviation. So And we'll come back to Canardy in a second. So, so what else are you folks
2: involved with? Oh, wow. So there's, uh, we've got our fingers into a lot of stuff, but uh, so uh, back in Canada, we've uh, got an association we uh, we started this year called Canadian Light Sport Aircraft Association. Uh, that association is advocating for rule changes for us to be able to bring more aircraft into Canada, LSA type aircraft. Um, we are also, um, I don't know, you want to talk about the Rachel thing? Sure. So uh, if you're familiar with Rachel St. Louis, she's building a bushcat. Uh, we love what Rachel stands for, the fact that she's a young entrepreneurial type of aviator and that she's a great ambassador for aviation in general. So we talked to uh, Canardia head office in, in Slovenia, and they, they agreed that we should support her. So we've basically what we've done is we've, we've donated her panel for her bushcat. And so we should have that ready probably by sun and fun. Uh, next year and uh, so, so I don't know if you talked to Rachel but Rachel has decided she wants a pink panel so we're going to have this pink anodized panel with Canardia gear in it
1: that's cool I think that's awesome that she's doing that. that's awesome what you guys are doing and Canardia is doing also uh, I know Malay you're, you're having some, some issues with your voice today but uh, I won't have you talk about specifically the avionics and all but this is a cool show I mean uh, you actually get up close and personal with a lot of people And I try to stress that DeLand, the Sport Aviation Showcase, is really a place to talk to the vendors and have a long conversation. How are things here today, but also in general? How do you like the show?
9: Yeah, I think it's been great. And just to see all the different aircraft that are here all in one place together and to show how strong the LSA and experimental market is, not only in the U.S., but it gets us excited as Canadians to see what can actually happen in our own country too so it's always great to be able to actually check it out and be like right in the cockpit here and be able to you know walk around the planes and have it all in one place and uh, delan airport is the absolute perfect place for that
1: so we're all here from florida and we're complaining about how cold it is and and you're sitting here like a TGID and you're you're all bundled up but but is this cold to you
9: it feels cold, yes. <laughs> I'm
2: shivering right now.
1: <laughs> well, thanks for doing that, by the way. It looks good.
9: <laughs> I think we brought it here. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: yeah, so actually the cold does come up from up north, and we're actually happy to see our Canadian friends starting to move down. To Florida, right now, and uh, we call them snowbirds. And we're so happy to see them because they bring aviation and they bring it here to the land and also uh, all throughout Florida. So, just a hats off to, and I see them all flying in. It's really cool to see them land. Uh, but as far as the, you folks, and one of the things that's really important with any of the, the things that we have at the show or any of the vendors is if I got a problem, I need support for the instruments for anything that I'm building. Well, how do you guys help?
2: Well, um, so. Uh, our partners here in the US are aerosport uh, aerosport are the, the, the distributors for the bushcat in, in um, the United States but they're also the distributors for um, the canadian stuff so they're there um, and we're in Canada and the nice thing about canardia is at this point they're still a you know relatively small company when you compare them to the big you know the giants like dynon and garmin and avidin and so, um, you know, even this weekend, this, the, during this show, I've actually been texting back and forth with the engineers at the factory saying, hey, I had someone come and ask me we could do this. Can we do this? Yep, that's a simple programming change, and uh, just let me know or whatever. Hook me up to them, and, and we'll, we'll make it for them, make it work for them. So uh, that's, you know, that's the kind of support we get from the factory, and we pass along to our customers.
1: How many times have you called engineer at Garmin, right?
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I gotta say, Garmin support has been great. I have a, I have some Garmin product, and every time I need some help, they're there for me. So uh, they're pretty good with that too. Yeah,
1: they're just a, such a small community though there at Canardia, which is cool. It's a smaller company, but uh, yeah, you're right. I love Garmin. They they've been and all the companies. I really are supportive of aviation, which is terrific. So to find this, it's Canardia.eu. Uh, if you're at coming to the show, uh, it's gonna finish up here in about a day or so. Don't forget that if there's anything we talked about, you can download this video and the things we talked about on Facebook, Facebook Live, Sport uh, Aviation Showcase, Showcase Live. Uh, you also can get it on YouTube. So this video, we're going to actually uh, put up on YouTube at a much higher resolution, make it easier to actually uh, to view this and to actually download it yourself and watch later. Uh, anything else about this the product that you want to talk about?
2: Um, I think we've pretty much covered it. I mean, we've got... Um A lot of functionality in this stuff. I would encourage you to check out the, like you say, the videos and check out the website because um, that's where you'll really see, you know, all the details of what these things can do. Um, So simplicity is the key, but the functionality is absolutely there, you know, for uh, 99% of uh, LSA-type pilots or experimental builders, yeah.
9: And the customization. Customization is key as well. A lot of the screens, you can have it exactly how you want it, and it will eventually be something you can change on your own, which is also great because you don't have to like call someone to actually get it to download into a new screens sale.
1: Yeah, I want to see the little 3D views online, you know, that we can kind of pull it around here. But the, it's a cool looking panel and I, I love looking at the back of this. It's just so simplic, simplistic here, it's, it's incredible. The weight savings is great and the price point is, is really good, so.
2: We, we've actually, um, we've got software um, that you can download from the website. It goes on your tablet or your phone and so uh, that's how we update our units when they come out with a software update but it's also how you configure a lot of the stuff so you can say, well I want my panel to look like this my screen to look like this you can drag and drop instruments around to where you want them and then just upload that to to your panel and away you go, it's that simple
1: Awesome Well, guys, I can't wait to see some of the projects that are finishing up, especially Rachel's. And uh, I can't, and seeing the the pink panel, I think that's going to be pretty cool to see. And and it's always fun to to interview folks that are are excited about aviation, what you guys are. And it's been wonderful talking to you. Anything else you want to tell us before we cut
2: off? Yeah, well, thanks for having us here in, in Florida. Despite the cold, we love being down here, and uh, we have great friends down here and, uh, and other, you know, other businesses, so it's always a joy and a, a pleasure to be here and uh, sharing the, the passion that everybody has. So thanks for having us. Can't
1: wait to see you here next year. Oh, other shows you're going to be
2: at? Uh, we'll be at Sun and Fun. We'll be at Oshkosh. We're looking at Mount Vernon. So you'll definitely see us around in 2020. We'll be back, uh, back at it again. We've already booked those shows, so...
1: Cool. We'll talk to you again. I won't be in my sweatshirt then, that's for sure. (laughs) Well, thanks so much here at Canardia Avionics, and we're really uh, excited to see these, these new products and the cost, the price point, the ease of use, and the weight. Carl Valeri reporting for Showcase Live here at the 2019 Deland Sport Aviation Showcase. We're having a blast. Don't let the weather get you down. Still have the stole aircraft out there. They're going to be doing some takeoffs and landings. And uh, and don't forget, download these videos on YouTube. Hi everyone, Carl Valeri with Showcase Live here at 2019 Sport Aviation Showcase in Deland, Florida. We're here on the last day. The weather's starting to get a little bit better. Ceilings are rising. I know it's a little cold, so <laughs> these gentlemen here that that are going to talk a little bit about TL Aircraft, why don't you introduce yourself and, and also tell us a little bit about the aircraft. Yeah, my name's Trey Murdoch.
7: And uh, I'm Michael Margolian. Yeah, nice to
1: Trey and Michael, this is awesome having you here in this cool-looking airplane. Hopefully we can get that in the shot. Uh, This aircraft here is, uh, someone can introduce the aircraft?
7: Yep. so uh, it is called the Sting um, by company TL Aircraft, Tango Lima TL Aircraft. And uh, they're produced in uh, Prague, Czech Republic, or near Prague, Czech Republic. The company made over 1,200 airplanes, and over 100 of them are in the United States.
1: And you folks are importing them, you're located in Charleston, I think it was? And uh, here today, is there anything that you want to showcase or talk about that's new or uh, we can talk a little bit about this aircraft here?
7: Well, um, this thing has been uh, on the market uh, since uh, 2000, and uh, there have been over 600 of these airplanes built. Uh, so a very good, uh, uh, fun flying, exciting, comfortable, and efficient airplane. Uh, in addition to this thing, we have a Sirius, a high wing uh, further over there, and uh, which we also sell on floats as an amphibian. And uh, we also have a Stream, which is a tandem retractable uh, gear airplane. Uh, so uh, uh, that will be experimental and uh, pushing uh, close to 200 miles per hour on a 100 horsepower. Power engine.
1: How about price point? I know we're here at the Affordable Aircraft Show and that's what's wonderful. Aviation starts here. Terrific spot. This is why we're here. What are we looking at as far as price point in that range?
7: Yeah, um, the prices start at uh, 139, and uh, they go up to 249 for a uh, very well-equipped uh, airplane with heated seats, leather seats, already uh, checked double gear, and uh, a very fast machine. Yeah. Full glass panel.
1: Okay. Yeah, well. yeah. And and with the full glass, um, it, is that an option or is that uh, with that price that you're talking about?
4: Uh, the full glass. So the top end, uh, the stream comes with the full glass for the 249. Gotcha.
1: So one of the things that I think that we, we all talk about here is uh, the fact that, you know, with an aircraft that we purchase, there has got to be a little bit of customer service behind it. Uh, you know, I want to call somebody on the phone. I want to talk a little bit about the, something goes wrong with my aircraft. What kind of community or customer service that you, do you have at TL?
7: yep so we work directly with customers, um, and uh, they are they can call us and we support them directly and uh, What we like to do as well, especially for new customers uh, that uh, perhaps are not even pilots, uh, we do offer a, a free pilot training uh, as part of the part of our whole package um, and uh, uh, I would personally come to deliver the airplane to the airport uh, of uh, of the customer and spend with them we go to to fly with them and then to fly with their uh, flight instructor that would carry on uh, their flight training So that's terrific yeah we want to really personalize it and and spend time with with our customers
1: as far as customers here in the US about how many do you have delivered so far
7: we got uh, over 100 airplanes in the United States. So Sting has been actually uh, number three uh, light sport aircraft certified uh, out of all of them. In 2004, I think or five. Yeah.
1: By the way, how's the show going? Before we forget to talk about that, I, I know you guys are sitting here shivering a little bit here, but the uh, as far as the intimacy, uh, that's one thing I love about uh, the the land showcase. Yeah, it's
4: definitely an intimate uh, show. You get a lot of uh, you know, f- uh, folks that are looking to buy airplanes. Uh, they're not focused on uh, you know, an air show, necessarily, but more on the aircraft. So it's a nice,
1: nice change of pace from uh, some of the larger shows. Yeah, and I love the fact that everybody's here that it really, really does love aviation. Uh, you're not just seeing people kicking tires, that's for sure. People that are actually reaching out to, to go up and on flights. So what if I want to check out a plane? I mean, these pe- people here, they're watching it online. They're probably not going to be here because uh, the show's coming to an end. If they want to check one of these out, go for a flight, how do they do that?
7: Go to our website, uh, uh, tlaircraft.com. So, TL, Tango Lima, tlaircraft.com, or write an email to info at uh, tlaircraft.com.
1: So, as far as comparison, uh, this aircraft here compared to some of the other light sports out there that I won't name, but in a similar kind of a style, um, how would you compare this to those?
7: Uh, Exciting. Comfortable and efficient. Those are the three words that we'd like to uh, differentiate ourselves uh, across our, our whole product line. Yeah, yeah so fast. From the yeah,
1: <laughs> terrific. And all That's, oh, it's all composite. And uh, it, the, as far as motors, talk a little bit about motors. This one has the nine twelve. Is that correct?
7: That is correct. So we can start with the uh, nine twelve eighty horsepower yeah. and go all the way to one hundred and fifty five horsepower modified engine. Yeah, awesome.
1: All right, hey, can we go check out the other airplane? Oh, yeah, sure, let's go. Let's go, let's go check out the other aircraft, too. Yeah, the uh, Light Sport uh, showcase here at the Land, Florida. And one of the things we're with TL Aircraft, one of the things that I love about this is being able to spend lots of time with the folks that are importing and also representing some of the manufacturers. So tell us a, a little bit about this, Michael, as far as this aircraft.
7: Yes, so in fact, uh, this airplane uh, came as a first one into the country. So uh, even though the condition of the airplane looks like it's brand new, it's been in the country for 10 years and it has uh, almost 500 hours. So uh, it's, uh, it's our friend Mark uh, that owns this airplane, he's based out of Spruce Creek, so just uh, uh, across the road almost from here and uh, uh, it's uh, it shows, it's a great demonstration, many of our customers also that, or many prospective customers that come to this airplane say that this is a great demonstration of uh, how the airplane lasts even after 10 years. Uh.
1: How about uh, as far as orders and, and back orders and lag time, how much time from order till delivery?
7: A great advantage of uh, TL is that uh, it's the uh, uh, biggest uh, factor in Eastern Europe for this type of aircraft. And uh, um, build, they built over 30 years over 1200 airplanes and keep building airplanes even without customers. So the delivery uh, time is usually between two and three months into production and then a couple of weeks uh, uh, on the sea.
1: Have you been able to go to the factory?
7: Yes, so uh, in fact, I'm uh, uh, originally from, uh, from, from that area. So uh, when I go visit the factory, I go also visit my, my family, my oh. parents and my sister. Um, but uh, uh, I go to factory uh, once or twice a year and uh, a very, very high quality, high professional um, you know, approach to, to building airplanes. And uh, regarding the stream, there is also an option to uh, come and participate uh, in the build of the airplane. Okay. So yeah,
1: tell right. us a little bit about that as far as the build. What what can people do and explain it a little bit for people that that aren't used to that and, and as far as building.
7: Okay. Yes. Yeah, so a, a stream is a very exciting uh, retractable tandem airplane, mm-hmm. and uh, we have a, a build program uh, that uh, brings the builder. Uh, from the U.S. to the Czech Republic. Um, Everything is included in the price, so uh, we organize accommodation for you, the flight ticket, um, and uh, uh, the builder comes to uh, the factory and works alongside the workers to manufacture initially and then assemble uh, the parts of the airplane in order to comply with the 51% regulation.
1: How about afterwards, as far as, uh, again, getting support? Is there something on the internet or calling you directly?
7: Yes, uh, calling directly, emails, um, and uh, uh, we have also a uh, 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 stock of parts in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, mm-hmm. um, uh, with uh, one of our partners, uh, with Bill Carino, with Sport Um But uh, the, the availability of parts uh, is uh, even better, even though, some, even though many of them would be shipped from Europe, is even better and quicker than uh, many of uh, general aviation uh, uh, airplanes.
1: And the website is tlaircraft.com?
7: Yes, tlaircraft.com.
1: So can I get some kolaches when we, uh, with the airplane, too?
7: Most definitely, yeah. You'll get a, you'll get a free bag. <laughs> awesome.
1: Uh, for, for those that don't know, it's almost like donuts uh, in, in the Czech Republic or Czechoslovakia years ago. Well, it's been great talking to you folks. Anything else you want to tell us about the, what's happening? Any, any specials either after the show or anything you might be having coming new in the future that possibly you're doing?
7: Yeah, most definitely. An amphibious aircraft uh, is uh, what we have. So the version of uh, the Sirius uh, is also um, offered as an amphib, uh, perhaps an alternative to um, some, of, some of other airplanes that are, that are on the market. And uh, uh, having the an same great advantages, autopilot, big touchscreen and uh, a very fast speed with a turbocharger engine. Yeah, so it gets you out of water quicker
1: yeah and I, by the way I love the panels on these things just great instrument platforms yeah
7: uh, the stream is also to note that's
4: probably our flagship model that okay. uh, we're, we're bringing to the market here so
1: so if you're interested yeah, yeah. And I, I'm excited to see it I can't wait to go fly it too here at tlaircraft.com at uh, light sport uh, sport aviation showcase excuse me uh, here at Deland Florida it's been great talking to you guys and, and I, I can't wait to see you guys at the next show that's I guess something we didn't mention is where will you be next
4: well, we should be at Sun and Fun okay. uh, 2020.
1: All right. Yeah. Awesome. So we'll see you there. Okay. Awesome. Well, guys, don't forget, you can download this uh, off of Facebook Live, and then later on we'll have the videos available on YouTube, the Landsport Aviation Showcase on Facebook, and also YouTube.com slash the Landsport Aviation showcase if you want to watch this later uh michael daniels on on again once again on the camera and elizabeth thanks so much for helping us out uh dave Shallbetter, roy brewer and also tom frick for bringing this to us and jana Phil just a great job putting this uh this whole event here together and we're gonna be here next year also so don't forget we're gonna keep streaming this all year long and we're gonna be back doing showcase live i'm carl valeri reporting here 2019 sport aviation showcase in deland florida welcome to showcase live i'm carl valeri at the 2019 deland sport aviation showcase we are really excited to be here finishing up the show here with john zapp the flying musicians association john this is actually uh, one of my favorite things to do each time i come to an air show is talk to you because you guys both do music and are into airplanes we enjoy both. Yes, you're right. Passion for both.
10: And uh, it's something else to uh, it's to inspire our fellow pilots to share their passion in music and uh, and vice versa. It's, it's a fun event. This DeLand Show has been, this is our fourth year here. It's awesome. We
1: really enjoy it. So uh, one thing that's really cool about the DeLand Show is just having that intimacy with the people and talking to folks uh, that you normally wouldn't get at a bigger show, I feel. Uh, very true it's uh, all about quality not quantity at the land and
10: it, it's something that you know sometimes you you're overwhelmed with people and you you're sitting there or standing there and you're talking to them and you know they're just kind of it's so many that you can't get to everybody here you can have that one-on-one intimate uh, conversation with someone and really get your point across Right.
1: Well. I love hearing you guys play all the time. I hear some music in the background right now. I think that's actually one of your members. It is. That's Vinny Raniolo. He's up from uh, New Jersey
10: and he cut this album uh, about a year and a half ago and actually had his CD release party at the uh, Cradle of Aviation Museum. (laughs) And uh, it was awesome. We had a a table there uh, as well. And uh, he played the whole album live uh, for the attendees. And it was a great time. Vinny's... a extremely good guitar player. He plays with Tommy Emmanuel. Uh, Tommy is probably one of the best around. And and uh, and Vinny's a, a fun guy. He's into aviation. I think he's working on a CFI. Guy's a good good guy.
1: Well, speaking about good guys and gals uh, and playing instruments, the to join this Flying Musicians Association. I think we talked about this before. You, and I know you don't like when I say this, but I say I'm a, I'm a former musician. I guess you, I'm not really a former musician, but I say I'm somebody who hasn't been playing in a while. You encourage folks like that to join. We do.
10: As a matter of fact, I mean, once a pilot, always a pilot. Right. Uh, once a musician, always a musician. And you know, some people think that well, musician means that you're, you're you just play an instrument, or you just uh, or you play for money, or you're you've cut a record. That's when you're a musician. You're a musician from the time you start playing, just as you're a pilot from the time you start flying. And uh, no matter where you are, proficiency wise, um, you know, everybody else can get something from you, can gain from you, and, and sharing your passion for aviation and music will inspire someone else to do the same we we were talking earlier um trevor simone was was talking about chart all and and one of the biggest things i took away from that is because trevor used to play the violin he hasn't played it in a while and he says i will one day and i said i know you will i said but i tell you it's very similar to a pilot who hasn't flown for a while you lose the edge you lose your proficiency and and then you, you, you're you hesitant to get back in, in the saddle. And it's the same way with music. If you play an instrument or sing, you, if you haven't done it for a while, you, you feel like, well, I don't have the edge. I can't. And you say, I'll do it again. I'll do it one day. And that's very similar to all the airplanes that are out on the ramp tied down that never fly. Because somebody says, I'll get out there and, and get proficient and I'll fly. And they don't. and And, you know, they're just... So it's a very similar situation, and once you get in it and start playing and get around other people that have that same uh, motivation that you do, and, and you can you can get back in it. So you can play too one day.
1: And, and I will, and I will. And what's really cool is the similarities between aviation and music, like you mentioned, but also the synergies. I love the fact that, that we have these synergies with the aviation community from... The musicians community And we're finding that Or i found especially That there's so many people That play instruments Like when I'm on the road Flying with folks They're like Hey I'm going to go play I was like really You play what? And they play piano They play guitar Etc One thing I really appreciate About the Flying Musicians Is not only are they This great group That has incredible camaraderie And does some great shows Is the fact that You're moving the needle On pushing people forward Both musically And in aviation exactly it's um
10: it's all about taking a gift and and sharing it with others and uh whether you take someone for a flight or whether you play your music to a a a crowd no matter the size and see the joy on their face um you know it's it's about once you've learned something to give back to others yeah it's incredible
1: So giving back to others is something you do through a program of scholarships, which I think is absolutely terrific. Explain to us a little bit more about that scholarship program that you have through the Flying Musicians Association.
10: Love to. The Flying Musicians, uh, five years ago, we established a Learn to Fly program for student musicians called the FMA Solo program. And it's just been a hit. Uh, We've gotten well over 30 uh, nominees per year and we have given out 11 scholarships let's see nine have soloed there's two in the wings no wait a minute i'm sorry 10 yeah just last week um one of the recipients from this year had soloed so we have one more to solo out of the ones we've given out but of all the nominees we've gave a ton of of other uh, kids help, assistance in some way or another, and we have a ton of solos, not to mention many, many private pilots now have come from this, so oh, it's not that we personally did everything for them, but we've been there for them, we've helped them some, so it's been really fun.
1: What type of requirements are there for the different scholarships?
10: Well, there you go. Uh, we're flying musicians, so the the first requirement is that you have to be a student musician, oh. and we have their music teachers, uh, directors, actually... Uh, nominate them and then they go through a rigorous program of of me sorting through and and giving them a checklist to complete to evaluate where they are and then the uh the finalists then move up to the board and the board votes on them and i'm just there at that point for to uh, a tiebreaker so it's it's really interesting and you know, we've you, we've got um, two of the recipients have been in Canada, so we're getting more and more nominees from Canada. Actually, I got to tell you, the nominees in Canada um, they have done awesome. When you consider that the majority of the nominees are from the states, but they've already gotten two awards up there. You know, so that's just the quality of these students. Uh, every single one of them are high achieving. They're but they're not just. They're not just musically gifted and, 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 and achieving and academics, but they're good citizens. These are the kids that give back. These are the kids that band director or music teacher says they're there early to help set up. They're there late to help break down. Uh, they're always willing to, to mentor the underclassmen. Um, and that's what we're looking for. We're looking for students that are good citizens that will be future leaders. And we do believe there are going to be future leaders.
1: Aviation, I think, is a a great tool, and it's also a great teacher. And the skills that you learn there help you for the rest of your life. In the same way, I think, learning a musical instrument does that for you. In what ways do you feel a musical instrument would help somebody in their life later on? Well, learning music
10: um, helps you to take a difficult task, break it down into parts, and, and, um, and learn it and learn how to get through it it also teaches you how to practice it teaches you that if you do practice you can achieve um it's not about well this guy has talent well how how did you get so good practice it's like man you're so talented how good are you it's practice you know i wish i could do this practice um so so as a student musician you learn that if you take something difficult task and you practice you can you can can complete it, and then you're not just practicing because you're trying to put hours on the clock. You're practicing for precision, and so these things are are very beneficial to anything you do in life. Is is to learn that it, 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 no matter how insurmountable the task may be, if you sit there and break it down into sections, and then you learn them and you practice and you practice to be good at it then you can, you can achieve it.
1: You mentioned practice, and I know I've been flying for many years, thousands of hours, and I still practice. Uh, you've been doing this for a while, playing musical instruments. Do you still do the same? Do you practice consistently like we do as pilots? You bet. You have to. <laughs> yeah.
10: You know, you get to a point, and no matter where you are in aviation or, or music or anything, probably, that if you reach a level... Then you are. Anything less is just not good enough. So practice is the only way to to maintain that level. If if I didn't go out and fly on a regular basis, I would I would be very uncomfortable taking passengers, um, and I'm very uncomfortable going on stage if I haven't practiced. Um, so it depends on where you get. What level do you reach? Are you a commercial pilot? Are you an ATP? Your standards are a little bit higher as you go up the ladder, and so therefore, practice is the only way to maintain the proficiency, and it's not for other people as much as it's for yourself, because they may not notice, but you will,
1: yeah. That was very well said in in aviation and in in being a musician, you know... we talked about this before, there's this camaraderie, there's a lot of situations where we find people that are involved in, music, in musical instruments or in some way both manufacturing, playing, etc. that uh, we never knew about before. I think you had a great example that we talked about the other day of somebody you discovered actually was into music, that he actually was involved in a space program? Well, yeah, in a way. Um,
10: he has a saxophone that was in space, went up on a shuttle mission. Um, JD is um, a member out of Houston and he was a student in high school and wanted to learn to fly and he the Air Force came around and said uh, what do I do he said "Whoa!" Well, they said go to college you need a college degree and, and he said okay and what? what what do I have to study anything well he was in a high school band so he said music so he went and got a degree in music well, while he was at college in the music program, of course, that's all he could do is think about flying and talk about flying. And, and he had a buddy that was also in a band that he became friend, good friends with, and that's Ron McNair. And Ron didn't quite share the passion for flying, but he, they shared music, and eventually Ron went on to become an astronaut. And Ron actually took uh, J.D.'s uh, wife's saxophone up into space, um, and she has it to this day. Um, Just an incredible thing. J.D. went on after college and and joined the Air Force. He he started flying. He was a a flight instructor in the Air Force, and then he went and flew for Continental and ended his career flying uh, overseas routes with uh, FedEx. And everywhere he went, he took his backpack, and in that backpack was his flugelhorn, which he played at clubs around the country.
1: What a great story that is. I mean, that's terrific. And testament to, to both the musicians and the association and, and that camaraderie that we have as, as both pilots and I guess as musicians. One of the things that I, I do want to stress, though, is that if, if you're somebody that's interested in, in music, if you're somebody that's interested in aviation, don't be afraid to come up and talk to John or anybody else in the Flying Musicians Association. You too can be a member. How can they do that?
10: Well, that's the incredible thing, I think, about the association as it's now, we're celebrating 10 years this year, is that it's a network, it's a network of people, and, and it's the only way you're going to to get anywhere in life is to network with others who share your passion or in your lane that can help you, been there, done that, et cetera. Uh, go to flyingmusicians.org. Uh, Flying Musicians, just, just search it on a search engine for Flying Musicians. You'll find us. We're out there. And we have many domains, but you, they all point to the same place. And uh, there you can join up. You can ask questions. Um, see me at any of these events. Um, and um, on our website, my phone number is on there. So call me.
1: It's real easy to find you other than flyingmusicians.org. Uh, if you hear music, you're at an air show see people with musical instruments you're probably going to find john's app somewhere around there
10: <laughs> well i i have been at most of the events for the last 10 years and um it's it's been a it's been fun it's been fun meeting people hearing stories um we not only go to aviation events but we're also in the music events and uh, the national association of music merchants have two shows that are comparable to sun and fun and air venture and the one in the summer is like sun and fun and it's right before oshkosh or air venture it's in uh, nashville tennessee it's called summer and then in january it's the nam show which is as big if not bigger than air venture we've got people that that um you know there are musicians, uh, top-notch music- musicians, uh, manufacturers, uh, reps, etc. It's just huge. It's, it's like AirVenture. Uh, so instead of having pilots there, there are musicians there. Instead of having vendors for airplane parts or airplanes, there's vendors who for you know, parts and accessories for musical instruments, etc. Uh, just an incredible event. Um, I, I need to tell you about a story at the Summer NAM. Uh, I was there right before going to Air Venture. I left Nashville, and went to uh, to uh, Oshkosh and I was there. And there was a new there's a new chief at uh, Gibson Guitars, uh, so I went to listen to him uh, give his little presentation, and afterwards I went up to him because I heard that his father was in the Canadian Air Force, and I oh, wow. said, okay, I may, so I, well, are, I, I asked him. I said, are you? A pilot like your predecessor was because the previous uh, CEO was a pilot. He flew a Cirrus, and he goes, "No, but I got a story to tell you." Really? So here, everybody's standing around, you know, and he just engages with me on a personal level, and he says, "Wow, this is incredible." He says, "When my dad was deployed years ago, and his buddies, he said they were um, unbeknownst to them, the wives got together and learned to fly." He says so when they came back from deployment. The first thing, when they got off the plane on the ramp, the wives took them in in arm-in-arm over to their airplanes, their little Cessnas, and took each of them up for a flight as their their passenger. And it it was so cool. And, And I'm just glued, obviously, and he's glued, I mean, and everybody else is going, you know. Okay, <laughs> some are probably as in awe as we as we were, but um, it was just a really interesting thing. So, so that's how I, at music events, we love talking about aviation um, because there's so many pilots in the music community, and then at aviation events, we like to talk about music because
1: there really are a lot of musicians in the aviation. The world. Incredible amount of synergy there. Well, John, this has been great talking to you. Anything else you want us to know about the Flying Well, it's always
10: wonderful if you donate to our scholarship fund. Ah, yeah. we're, we're always in need of uh, funds for our programs and scholarships and and your support. Uh, we are a small, a small nonprofit, 501c3, um, so we don't have a lot of overhead, um, and your support is wonderful. If you're a musician, pilot if you have a passion for aviation and music um, your membership supports the association so anything you can do to help us is wonderful but but just encourage another individual that either flies or plays music or sings to um, to continue doing that don't don't you know if somebody hasn't flown for a while encourage them to do the Rusty Pilots uh, program that AOPA has um, is wonderful for doing that in the, in the aviation community and perhaps we should have a Rusty musicians uh, presentation to give to people who like yourself are a musician but you just haven't played in a while you're not proficient
1: I like that idea time for me to go get proficient John Zapp here, the Flying Musicians Association, association flyingmusiciansassociation.org. Don't forget to make sure you donate for the scholarships. Become a member. It'll help out with those scholarships because they really do a lot to help people. John, thanks so much for talking to us again. Thank you for what you do. Uh, We appreciate you,
10: and um, if if it wasn't for you, a lot of folks wouldn't know about this. So thank you.
1: Oh, thanks so much, and I appreciate it. As a matter of fact, this will, for this year, for this event, the 2019 DeLand... Sport Aviation Showcase. This is going to be uh, my last interview for this year, but I can't wait to be back for 2020 and more interviews. Don't forget, you can download these on Facebook, Facebook Live, and also we're going to have them uploaded to YouTube where you can get the high resolution. It's over at YouTube, the Land Sport Aviation Showcase. You can download them there and watch them all year long. We're going to have things going on all year, but primarily this event. Carl Valeri reporting here from the Land Sport Aviation Showcase. I want to a bit shout out to Dave Shallbetter for what he does here, and also Michael Daniels, Elizabeth Daniels, Tom Frick, Roy Brewer, and the other parts of the team like Jana Phillip who allow us to come here and do this. Folks, until next year, the 2020 the Land Sport Aviation Showcase, this is Carl Valeri reporting here for the 2019 Land Sport Aviation Showcase.
0: The after-landing checklist. Well, I hope
1: you enjoyed the, the Land sport Aviation Showcase as much as we enjoyed bringing it to you. This is one of those showcases that I love to go to because of the fact that it's a showcase for affordable aircraft. This is where airplane flying starts. This is affordable aircraft. This is sport aviation. This is where we all get our passion and we're all able to go out and fly from flight schools to affordable aircraft, to experimental aircraft, there's workshops. This is one of those uh, events which is more of a showcase. There is some demo flying going on and of course there was the uh, stole aircraft uh, exhibition out front that was really interesting. Again, you can find those videos on YouTube at Deland Sport Aviation Showcase. We'll, of course, be in some of those interviews. No picks of the week this uh, week, but I really highly encourage you to check out Deland Aviation, uh, excuse me, Deland Sport Aviation Showcase. We'll be there again next year. I can't wait to bring this event to you because of the fact that it is one of those events where it's you can get up close and personal, like I said, with a lot of the manufacturers. Usually we hear from the vendor at the land that many of them will meet the vendors there because of the fact that places like an air venture or sun of fun are so big that some of their customers just kind of pass by the booths well here you don't have to do that there's usually not a long line there and uh, it's usually people very serious about uh, aviation also if you're someone who wants to go and check it out you're in the, the land area i highly recommend going and watching the demonstrations especially the stole demonstrations, the short takeoff and landing demonstrations and the middle of the day next year sign up for that i think it's a um, can't remember the price. I think it was like $20 admission, but uh, they have all sorts of food vendors and some really cool takeoff and landings uh, in these very, uh, these stole very short takeoff and landings. Amazing. It, it was incredible just to watch them just climb up within off the ground in a very, very short amount of time. I well, hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll talk to you next episode. Safe flying. I can't wait to see you again at the, the Land Sport Aviation Showcase next year. Safe flying. Take care now.
0: You've been listening to the Stuck Mike Abcast.